Hello and welcome to the 75th episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast and proudly a part of the Pixels Podcast Network, the show where you can get your fortnightly dose of PlayStation news, lukewarm takes and mental breaks hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the FromSoft to my Sony Santa Monica, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should give us a review on any podcast service that you listen to this on and that allows it. And if they don't, you should you should give feedback to them to let you review stuff so that then you can leave a review for us, but only five stars. If it's not five stars, get out of here. You can also follow us on Twitter at LongLivePod if you want, but Kale doesn't do anything on there and neither do I. So it's pretty deadsville, honestly. Hopefully this is just a kick in the butt for Kale to do something on there, but I can't guarantee he is gonna and he'll have an excuse for it. I guarantee it in three, two, one. Kale, how you going? Kavinder, I'm trying to be more daddy and less dad. You know, I'm trying to dress with a little more flair, a little more provocative, uh, you know, Men often have a tendency to become, you know, sort of a dad bod, a little bit of a, a little chubby, a chubby man. I'm trying to push back against that, that expectation, and just How? really take back. Well, How just are you by... trying to push back against that? Your, your receding hairline and your beer belly is really flying in the face of what you're saying right now. It's an aesthetic. It's a state of mind. <laughs> it's, uh, it's about... So, you're just doing the same thing that everyone does and getting a dad bod? Essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. like the more daddy, less dad. That made that made me uncomfortable. You should That's be a, less um, daddy, more dad. You know what I mean? It's, it's an Instagram ad that is now being fed to me because I am, yes, I am on the baby algorithm. Uh, it's about menswear that accentuates your man body. Trying to make oh, you mean that hides your dad body? <laughs> yes. It's yeah, like yeah, tighter okay, across yeah. the chest, looser over the midriff. Uh, yeah. More daddy, less dad. You know what I mean? Yuck, I hate that. All right, well, anyway, we can skip by whatever big events happen in your life. Um, I got drunk last night. That was pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, I was treated to uh, having to watch a hungover Govinda eat a bacon and egg McMuffin lacking the sausage, which, of course, really set him off. It's bullshit. It's the second time in, like, the last two times I've had breakfast for McDonald's, I asked for a sausage and egg McMuffin meal, and Mm. I got a fucking bacon and egg McMuffin. And it's not the same, and I'm upset. Mm. So, anyway, that's me. I feel like I know that nothing really big happened in your Mm. life recently, so we don't really need to go through it, but did I miss anything? I had a baby. (laughs) It's amazing to think. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Shit, sorry. I just skipped my... Just right out out of my brain. (laughs) Missed it completely, Cells. It's funny doing this fortnightly now, because this last week might be the longest of my life. Uh, it feels like we did this podcast three months ago, but... It does feel like it was a long time. To be fair, it is longer. Sorry for the late episode, everyone, but the Game Awards were on Friday, so we didn't want to release an episode on Friday and then have you wait 14 days to hear anything about it, so we just... Or do just a weird it. little addendum. This just seemed more we're, economical. Uh, we're flying by the seat of our pants right now. Kale's a dad. The schedule's all over the place. You'll get an episode at some point. Uh, You'll be glad for I it. I don't know. God I don't damn know, it. but just be happy you get it when you get it. And it's a bit of a mystery. You know, you're always looking. I, I will say it's going very well. She's beautiful, healthy, incredible. We're happy. It's good. I feel like we are in somewhat of a bubble, though, because we're just sleeping so well. She's so well behaved. Like, it feels like it's like I got eight plus hours sleep last night. So did Aaron. For everyone playing at home, the snoo is paying dividends. Yes, the smart crib. 
high recommendation. In fact, Aaron even um, posted something about it and tagged them, and now they're sort of having a little DNM, DM back and forward. A DM DNM? Huh? Yeah, just, uh, you know, like they've just been super supportive and cool. And Yeah, it does look good. I saw, I looked at the, she posted like a little, you get a chart kind of thing. It, almost like an yeah. infographic of like the night's sleep and the quality of sleep and when the baby's being soothed and when mm. it's awake. And like it, from what it looks like, that baby slept for 10 hours with like two little wake ups for like 30 minutes each. It's kind of controversial as to how long you sleep, uh, let a baby sleep at this age. It's sort of like a, we've seen, oh, it's been a journey. Been to many different doctors, lactation experts, the whole thing this last week. But generally, eh, they tell you you should feed the baby every three, three and a half hours. Others will tell you four, even five is fine. The baby itself will let you know. Essentially, you're just on its schedule, but... I'd kind of just trust when the baby's crying and wants food, I... that that's when you feed them. We're going that way too, but at the same time, you do get super antsy when it's been four hours and they're still asleep. And you're just like, what? This is too yeah. much. Like, it's... Yeah. I feel like in the day, maybe, I don't know, I'm no doctor or I don't have a baby either, but I, mm. it's one of those things where I think about, like, imagine I told mom about the snoo and she was just like, wild. She's like, I had five kids and just that never even was like, never even a concept of that never existed. It was just like, just survive, like just yeah. do what you can to survive yep. and that'll be fine. That's and what so everyone keeps like telling new us. new age of parenting is real interesting. And there is an interesting pushback from, let's call them the elders, some of the elders that we've encountered where they're like, that's not real parenting or like, you know, that's not the same as me letting my child fucking scream for hours. Like, you know, you should do it the hard. Or like, no one's been that explicit, but there is like that slight bias where you're, like, well, you're letting a machine, you're letting a machine do it kind of thing. And it is, it is fascinating because yeah. Yeah, I think then. But then you're like, you you ask them like, did you breastfeed? And they're like, well, no, people didn't no, breastfeed back then. I'm like, well, you did it wrong. You did it wrong. You should be breastfeeding. There's so much shit like that. Like even the discourse around feeding a baby water, letting them drink water. That was something oh, interesting. That's something our parents probably would have done for us. But yeah. that's a no go these days. Like, and even yeah, like not we've for had like six months or something, right? Yeah, everything comes from the breast milk, so they yeah. don't need any water. But yeah, thirty what years ago, they're like water. Ugh. Yeah, it's super weird. Things have changed. But anyway, she's great. She'll be an ongoing uh, character in this story. Little August Estelle Adam. Thank you, Georgie. I did get the name I wanted. Thank you for that. Noticing that. Glad it was a girl because August was better than Alfred. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. August was much better than Alfred. I would always call your son a butler if you called him Alfred. I'm honestly. As a weird little pseudo French Gavinder, I don't need to tell you that her name means great star in both French and Latin, I believe. Something like oh, that. God, no one needed to hear that. Mm. Anyway, Kale, we have a big show and your baby's small. So She is small. Let's and, but yeah, let's But fierce. Let's very fierce. Not yet. She will be. She'll have to deal with you and your, her mum deals with you already, so she'll learn the ways to manage you. I will say, like, you into. <laughs> I'm like desperately trying to get affection and like happy time with her because when I get her, it's when she's screaming and has shat and needs cleaning and it's just a wall of sound. So I, I make sure to have times where I just like cuddle her because otherwise it's just an assault. <laughs> from her all the time. Uh, I, and Kale also did get covered in shit for the first time in like, probably like what, day three? 
Yeah, we've had some wild ones where you just change. Like, she'll just pee, and that's a whole thing, but definitely ones where you're mid-change and it's just liquid shit shooting out of her at you is very confronting while she screams in your face. Is... Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that happened to you. I think you really needed that to bring you back down to earth because your head was getting pretty big before that, but now it's you've been so... covered in shit. <laughs> it's certainly it's humbling. Whole... Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely humble. <laughs> but it, it, I think the strangest thing is that I truly don't mind. You're like, you think it's going to be this gross thing? It's not when it's yours, for whatever reason. Yeah. I'm still going, ooh, who did a good little poo-poo? <laughs> Just Yuck. get in there. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move along because I, I tried to move away from your baby and then you just brought us right back. And, and I get it's a big event, but we have a podcast to do about games and your baby doesn't have thumbs that she can use just yet. They're just not, not very yet. good. I will say this. Even she is unimpressed with the new Pokemon, which is garbage. <laughs> it, it is really bad. Can you confirm? Been... Is it, now, the real question is, does Erin feel the same? Or she, she certainly. It? I mean, she loves the fact that it's Pokemon, but even she has a million issues with it. Like the fact that, and hers are like nerdier and deeper than mine are. Like I was telling you, there's just outrageous clipping. Like you just pick a hairstyle, you get a hat put on you as part of the story. The hair is clipping through the hat. That's a deal breaker for me immediately. I could not (laughs) play that. But even like down to, she has not yet been unable to catch a Pokemon it's like there's they can't Too easy. not be caught. It's always that's been a big problem for me in most Pokemon games that I, I just want a difficulty setting. Just give me a easy, medium, it, hard. Like it's, it's it crazy. really is the uh, the anti Dark Souls where like I'm sure people yeah. would be so cut if they put a difficulty mode in it. I don't know why. I don't know why people would be cut. It's so dumb because like I, that's something that I I just truly crave a Pokemon game that's a challenge. Like I don't want I don't want this thing any because. One of my biggest gripes with Pokemon, I know this is not a Nintendo podcast, but like, why does every trainer have like fucking two Pokemon? Why do you go to a gym and they have three Pokemon? Like, yeah, it's weird. I have six. You can have six. You're a gym leader. You should have six. And you have these big six on six battles. Or I think what they did in the show, if I remember correctly, is you would be limited when you go into a gym. It's like you can bring three and the gym leader will have three. How but cool for some reason, they're just like, oh, go fuck yourself. We're, we're going to have two and you have six and uh, you'll definitely win because obviously you'll win. Yeah, that is weird. And, like, there's no in-universe explanation for that. They just seem to be too lazy to have more Pokemon or something. Yeah. They're, like, a, like a bug catcher, and the whole thing is bugs, and they have, like, a Caterpie and a Butterfree, and that's it. I'm like, you're a shit bug catcher, dude. There's heaps of them. I literally just walked into the grass yeah. back there. I saw, like, 15 different ones, and you have uh, the same one twice, kind of. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And ostensibly there is this elite four league system in place so everyone understands there's rules there is like how many pokemon you can have and you're just not doing it like you're one of the main you're immediately the worst trainer on the planet for not utilizing all six slots yeah it's weird we digress Um, pokemon sucks nah that game though yuck uh real quick i think we're gonna uh, just for the sake of time because obviously we have a a bit to get through being that the game awards happened and we'll go go through that maybe we'll kind of skip what we're playing because you had a baby and maybe haven't played that much yeah honestly playing god of war i've been finding it hard to get to god of war because i really do want to focus and i'm playing it with Aaron, so that's making it slower as well so i think i'm um, continue yeah (laughs) now we're having a great time it's still fun no spoilers but i believe i'm a little further than last time we spoke really enjoying it actually gonna dedicate a good few hours today we finally have no Mm. family or anything 
coming around. Yeah, I think the the last time we spoke about it, it just sounded like we didn't like the game at all. But it's actually and and one of the gripes I had early was that you fight those little things a lot, and that really just kind of tra- trails off completely. Like you very yep. rarely have to deal with them again once you get yep. further in the game. And it's real good. I think once the combat opens up a little bit and you get some more uh, skills and abilities and your runic attacks and you get a bit more customizability, customizable, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it gets, it definitely gets, you can kind of cater to your own playstyle a lot more and it's, it's pretty sick. I spent a good part of a session, like we were talking about last time, I was finding it overwhelming, all the like trinkets and accessories and runic attacks that you can equip to both yourself and your companion character i just i went through and i got rid of all the ones that are shit or i'm not ever going to use literally just got rid of them because you can remake them them. that's a whole other gripe because i was like oh that'll get rid of the the clutter it's all still in your inventory and you can just Just recraft it it. it's so annoying but anyway i just focused in on would that that would only show up when you're at brock and sindri though right that's right but that's when it's an issue is when you're at brock and sindri no that's fine that's fine i do think the ui is a little bit oh it's a little horrible A little bit more. I think it's one of the worst maps for a game like this that I've ever seen. All style, zero substance. Like, you cannot... I can't use it. functionality. The map is awful. And it kind of looks like I get it, but it looks weird, too. It's kind of like doing this 3D height kind of thing. No, it's so bad. It's like, you're like, okay, where am I facing? Where am I? I know, it's fucked. (laughs) All right. It's because it's so easy to talk about how good it is. And yeah, I don't know where you're at like, the story, so I can't ruin it, and I don't want to ruin it for the people listening, well, but it I did it, wanna, it really ramps up towards the end. I was going to say, I want to try and gauge how far I am. A certain main character has a brother. I'm going to see the brother with the main character. That's where we're at in the main story. I've done a shitload of side stuff. I believe we're at about 24 hours. Are you going point. back? Yes. Are you going back there? Yeah. Have you seen the brother before? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You're, you're, Is that get, like you're getting there. Halfway? More? Uh, I'd s- I reckon about half, maybe a smidge over. Yeah, okay, interesting. It doesn't yeah, it feels it's like me to gauge because I, I was doing a lot of I was completionisting yeah. things, right? And so like right after you do what you're about to do, there's a side quest you get, and it just like you end up in this crazy gigantic open area in uh Vanaheim. Niflheim. Anaheim, yeah. This it's like another huge open area, maybe not the as big as the lake, right? Yeah. The but it's pretty big, and there's like crazy shit going on. And I was like, damn, that's a whole other area. I think I did a lot of the lake, which is now frozen, but I could go back there. Like, yeah, there's there's more to do there as well. I I, because yeah, I can't. We can't talk too much about it because we can't. We can't. Just uh, to- but you'll get other things that open up other areas as you go. So when I went back there recently, I was like, oh, there's all this stuff I hadn't found. Because you can see on the map, like the checklist of things that are collectible there. And I missed a bunch. I was like, how's that possible? And I realized I was going around. I was like, oh, all this stuff. I didn't have the thing I needed to get through. Yeah. To the tool, it, so. the Metroidvania. The tool. Um, yeah. Just to finish that earlier thought, though, I yeah spent just some time deciding on exactly what handle I wanted for the axe, what things I wanted. And started to just lock into that and create a build and immediately i'm more satisfied like now i have the armor maybe i'll find yeah. new and better armor but the one i've chosen i like and it syn- synergizes with everything else and suddenly i'm enjoying the game more what are the um yeah no for sure i think once you find your little niche style the things that you yeah. like it definitely does help and you can get into a flow in combat like 
where you're just busting runic attacks, swapping weapons, busting it again, and like you get it's through solid. a nice flow. Uh, I I have to say, I think Odin is so good. I love. Oh it. yeah, I such again, an interesting take on Odin. I think, and it's it's incredible because. Like we said, we're huge Richard Schiff fans from watching The West Wing, and he is just... He says we He's not talking about me. He's talking about Aaron and himself, but continue. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, like, he is just an incredible actor. He has such a good... He's actually a way warmer character in God of War than he is in The West Wing. But he does such a good job of making it seem like he's warm, and then he's also, like, you know, deep down there's something... He, oh, there's, yeah. He's clicking in his brain, and he does such a good job of, like, convincing you that he's actually a pretty good guy and he's like oh like that's always been the the mythology of it is he is the master manipulator and yeah like at whatever you know religious things you believe like he is meant to be god in this universe like he is meant to oh, be yeah, the he all father the all father like he yeah. fathered everyone and all gods and yeah but the Aesir are let's call them god supremacists they think they're the best they don't think there should be others like yeah, they're bad. Yeah. It's interesting that they are the bad guys because normally Thor is the good guy. <laughs> but yeah, Thor it's... is a monster, even in like... And they do a really good job with that too. I'd say they, they humanize all these gods really well where you're like, oh, they are just super powerful, but they're also just people and they make weird decisions and do weird shit. And... Which I think is what fascinates me about ancient mythology because like God and Jesus are like stupidly perfect, whereas like Thor is a drunk Odin can't stop raping people. It's like they have all these horrific flaws and yet they're also gods and people pray to them. It's Zeus was the same, like raping yeah, everyone. It's, <laughs> it's, I just feel like at least in the earlier God of War games, Zeus and stuff always felt very like, I don't know, like one dimensional. Yeah. But when, when Odin's doing his thing, like you just, there's so much going on underneath and you can tell that it's there, but you don't really know what's going on. But they do a really good job with like, in the last game, you kill Thor's children, right? Modi uh, and um, well, Modi and yeah, something like that. Uh, and so that kind of like they feed, they talk about it in this game where it's like Thor and his wife talking about how like they lost their sons and it changes the way it it changes the framing of killing them in the in the first game where you didn't really think about that and now you're like here and you're like oh yeah, they just murder some people's children and like and yeah, and the fact that they're gods, like you know those yeah. were gods of something and now they don't exist anymore. Like there is a lot of. It, Wait, and then it starts. It starts feeding into like the dynamic that all these gods have with Odin, where they feel like they just get used by him, kind of, and and they do. It's a very interesting dynamic. Well, exactly, and like it's a very interesting dynamic, and you'll get to a bit a little bit later with Thor and stuff that is is pretty cool and interesting in that sense. But yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. I think yeah. probably after the first like maybe ten hours, I feel like I got into the swing of it a lot more, and I've yeah, just been kind of I agree, really pumping through. And it is, it truly is like. An incredible game. I think we were probably... I especially was a bit harsh, but that's who I am. Sorry about it. Yeah, you're a real piece of shit. But anyway, that's enough about that, and we'll probably talk more about that as we talk about the Game Awards. But as we are trying to get through the show in a reasonable amount of time, and there's a lot to go through, let's do our quickest fire news, Kale. The Callisto Protocol DLC death animations haven't been made yet. And you need to pay for them. Are you gonna? No. And I didn't even pick up the Callisto Protocol. That's something we didn't touch on. I was really hyped for it. Reviews came out and they were hella mid. And now yeah, I'm kind of... Now... 
And now people are upset because they're, they're like including 25 death animations as DLC that you need to buy and people feel like that should be in the game already. But it's I don't know that I think it should be in the game, but at the same time, it's a fucking horrific look and you need to know that. Before like this news gets to people like me and we start writing our little fucking news stories, you have to know that when people see death animations locked behind season pass, they're going to have a negative reaction. You well, just that was also part that. of the selling point when they were showing the game off the first few times. Like, the death animations were, like, the Are really cool. Point. Yeah, and, so if, and it's never talking, really been done before either. No, we're not talking about, like, the fat Nathan Drake skin that comes with the season pass. We're talking about death animations, 25 of them. That's a shit ton. How many are in the base game? Like, And it's over two DLC packs. It's not just like a one-off. You buy them and get them all. So I also am confused because it's it's part of the season pass. I'm like, how does a single-player story-driven game have a season pass? This is where we Can are. explain that to me? So this is where we are fucked now. up. And, and we're going to move into more Callisto Protocol stuff as it was discovered that Sony assigned over 150 employees to aid the Callisto Protocol's production, and somehow they still seem to have missed the mark. Yeah, th- it's really interesting. I want to play this game. I'm going to wait. Again, it feeds yeah. into the wait death animations. I-, I would probably just wait for it all to be done. Yeah. Get the Game get of the like Year the- edition. Get it on sale and- with Game of the Year or whatever, yeah. Yeah, because I am interested in this. Like, people's main criticism seems to be that it's dead space, but they don't really bring much to the table. And I'm like, cool, that's what I wanted. I was also hearing that the combat seems like pretty decent early on when you're fighting like one or two things at a time, but then they seem to overwhelm you with too many and the combat doesn't seem to stand up when you're fighting like multiples of these enemies at a time. I got the dodge the, is and, weird. Yeah, the dodge is weird. And I got the impression that once you do get the levitation power, it sort of just becomes the that game. Like you just start yeah. levitating and throwing and it's super overpowered. And yeah, I think there'll be patches and we'll we'll just see, but... Oh, the they'll have to protocol. Be. They can't be stoked on the reception. No, I guarantee this thing's on sale by Christmas. I'm wondering how long until it's on PlayStation Plus. But anyway, Persona 5 Royal surpasses 1 million sales across PS5 and other new platforms. Uh, that means that I assume that's just like the new release of Persona 5 Royal that's talking about. That's correct. So that's on PS5, Nintendo Switch, PC, and Xbox Series. Uh, this is just. I think interesting because this is a game that had already milked its player base dry, including you and I. I've purchased it again. Just I was, you, really. I've only bought, I only bought this once. <laughs> and these guys loyal. copped a lot of flack for just upping it to 60 FPS. That's really all the PS5 yeah. version what has. What could they do to it, really, you know? It's, quite frankly, it's almost perfect other than that. Uh, but it turns out... More than a million sales, that's fucking monstrous. People were hungry I, for this. I would love to see the split, though. I don't think PS5 sales are very high. If, that would be my guess. I think Switch... Honestly, I almost want to buy this on Switch because I, I miss my go- Persona 4 Golden days on Vita. Yeah. Uh, but I can't imagine that PS5 sales were a huge portion of this. It feels like Xbox and Nintendo had to have been the big ones. This is the tough one, though, because then you would you would buy it on Switch, but it would be... A- Sub 30 FPS. <laughs> well, it's also I don't get trophies and that's... that's yeah. Sucks. I still... PlayStation really needs to do a fucking other handheld. I know they never will, but... Just as a quick maybe. aside on that, I have the fucking green light for the Steam Deck. That thing you showed me, we looked into a little more. I'm still going to wait because it seems slightly dodgy, even though it is on Amazon, because you can't get it through Valve. You can only get it through third parties, which makes me think it's going to be like 
uh, an Asian region, like whether it's the Chinese, sorry, the Japanese or the Taiwanese versions are they that region are floating locked? around. They're not region locked, but I think you do have to, um, you know, it will be linked to those stores. So you would have to fund an account. Like we could get an American oh, one weird. right now. Yeah, it is. That's why I want to wait for the official announcement. I don't announcement. like that. Yeah, that, I don't like that either. I didn't think. I didn't realize you'd be locked to a store. I thought, like, you know, on Steam, you can just swap your region. But talk I about you that. Could just do that. Let's get Persona Four, Five, a fourth time on Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know you will too. You fucking muppet. The Witcher remake is an open world reimagining. Still years away. Why CD Projekt decided to tell us about seven games that are going to not be out until twenty forty is beyond me. But there you go. Um, I look. I don't think this is the worst idea. They are trying to. We're moving past, and we'll get into it because we saw more of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven's DLC. But I think we're move. They want to put some distance, and I think this is how they do it. They give you something to look forward to. A roadmap, to. yeah. Yeah, you start to get away from the stinky, stinky launch of uh, Cyberpunk, and now we're looking towards the future. Oh, and, and that, that, I didn't realise. Four days from now, I can play The Witcher 5 on PS5, on the already, PS5 version. I have already downloaded it in anticipation. I have the... Wait, have you done that? You downloaded well, The Witcher? I, yeah, I just I didn't know if it was going to be a straight upgrade or whether, you know... You, you'll, you'll need to re-download it when it comes out, because you'll need the actual PS5 one. God damn it. Okay. Of course you would. Silly. Yeah, you, I don't know why... You should... Run things by me before you do anything. You should know that by now. I have a baby. Uh, I have baby brain. All I think about is how cute my baby is. Uh, but look, I never played the original Witcher. I don't think you did either. I'm kind of keen to see it if they do a proper good remake of it. Like, that'd be fun for me. I'd be down. I was saying to you, my memories of the original Witcher was fucking rough. We're talking about like a really... It was ambitious at the time, but like CD Projekt, a Polish studio, this is like early 2010s i believe maybe even like 2008 a and it was really fucking... niche ip that no one's really seen before i'll go on record and say that the witcher 3 has shit combat the first one it was god awful like yeah truly the witcher bad. 3 it's better it's, it's better just they, they patched it to make it better but it's fine it's like barely fine if you go back and play it now it's quite simple i'm gonna I'm yeah, going in like well, four days. <laughs> let's we'll talk no, about. I, it, I did play it semi recently. I think they fixed it because I know when it first came out, the combat was a little bit. People were not super hyped on it, and then they went and like kind of tweaked how it felt and and responded. And I it's think just that so many better issues I have with it, like that the crossbow doesn't actually do anything. It's just a distraction. Oh, the crossbow is. That's almost what I want. Almost why I would want it on Steam, just so I could mod it and actually make the crossbow yeah. do anything. And those always never exist. used it. There's incredible mods that change the whole combat system. and I still shit. think the skill tree in The Witcher is pretty bad. Oh, yeah. And you can't really make solid... Like, I played mods that um, you could actually make, like, a magic build viable. Whereas that's yeah. not really possible in the base game. You sort yeah, of just no, it's are a, Geralt mod, and he's the, not the, much of a mage. The skill trees are pretty bad. And I, I remember even at the time, I was like, it feels like I'm getting, I'm leveling up and I'm adding stuff to the skill tree, but I'm not getting better at anything. Like, I'm not stronger. It was really strange. I only just did the ones that did more damage at first, light and heavy attacks. And like, that was the only one that felt like it did anything. Elden Ring adds competitive Colosseum as a free update this week. Uh, so if anyone's played it, which I'm sure most of you have, there's a big Colosseum in yeah. the capital and it was nothing at one point. Oh, uh, is it just the capital? Because there's a couple Colosseums um- around. I believe there's about three or four in the game. Yeah. There's yeah. one in um, Limgrave. That's the first you'll yep. come across. There is the big one in Lanedale. I've downloaded this. I want to check it out. I know Callum has. 
this is interesting to some people, but I don't know how well multiplayer... It needs to be fucking tight for this kind of thing. That was always my issue. Uh, the, but, like, you could get invaded if you want. It, it was fine enough to do that. But I just... It's the lag. If there's even, like, the littlest bit of lag in Elden Ring, it drives me insane fighting another player. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's yeah, just true. not fun. And that we know that uh, From Software aren't the best, like, network-wise network, and technically, that's... you know what I mean? Yeah. So I have, like, it, a... it could be a bit iffy, but hopefully it's good. My Elden Ring thing though. is... I have, like, an awesome overhaul mod on PC, and I think it would be really hard for me to boot up vanilla Elden Ring and play multiplayer, but I will try it. I'm interested to see how it goes. Well, yeah, look, we'll see. I I was never a PvP multiplayer Elden Ring Dark Souls person ever, so this isn't really for me, but it seemed like they were getting it out of the way to announce some DLC coming up soon, like an actual solid DLC set thing coming up soon. it's It's cool to have new Elden Ring. Glad Anything. people who like this will like this. You know what I mean? It's Elden Ring. Enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. And now we go into like three quick ones about the Activision Blizzard thing that is still up in the air. And there's actually an addendum here that we haven't spoken about. And I spoke to Kale the other day and said I didn't really want to talk about this anymore because we spoke about it so much. But it's kind of escalated to a point where I think we need to talk about it more. And maybe mm-hmm. not this episode. And maybe we'll do it next episode. But Sony essentially throws Battlefield under the bus to make a point about how good Call of Duty is, which I guess is poignant considering how bad 2042 was. Uh, they also... Uh, PlayStation's just pushing hard that Activision Blizzard has to be an independent. Or, I guess, not not come under Microsoft's umbrella. And then also, they also announced kind of within that that they are planning for PS6, which is not that shocking because obviously yeah. they're not going to just stop at the, one of the most successful consoles ever. And they're just like, no, we're good now. No more. Uh, I so this just a. Uh, Something that's not framing in of that too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, shocking. <laughs> Sony has plans for a PS6. Shocking. They're probably going to do a PS5 Pro. This is there was another one that came out like yesterday that wasn't in this list, but the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission in America, is actually suing Microsoft over this deal because they really don't want it to go through. Does it mean that they're going to stop it from going through? Absolutely not. Because from my understanding, the FTC is 0 for four suing companies and stopping these big mergers happening. Uh, so they could easily go 0 for 5 on this one, but it does feel like it's not in Microsoft's favor at the moment globally. I know like the yeah. UK the UK regulators aren't a huge fan of this deal going through. So it's it's actually turned into something kind of wild in the last like few days. And get it's almost like our um we almost need to have a stance on this stuff because this is not my mind. I don't really understand all of this stuff. It's like when we get into the uh you know, sexual harassment stuff where we're like, we can cover it, but, you know, like, it's obviously bad. We obviously condemn it, but it's like, this stuff, it's, is, is anyone interested? Do you want to hear know. us, it's, like, look, talk about this? I'm it's- kind of interested in it. It got, it got interesting because then uh, they Microsoft keeps upping how long they're going to leave Call of Duty on PlayStation 4. They're saying, like, until it makes, doesn't make sense or, like... 10 years, mm. whatever, and Sony just keeps being like, no, <laughs> like we're not agreeing and- to anything because we don't want the deal to go through. And then Microsoft was like, okay, well, we're going to put Call of Duty on Nintendo because we love yeah. putting games on Everyone's got to have it. Everyone's got to have but- it. But then Sony came out and was like, good luck, essentially. Like, they're like, firstly, no one wants to play it on Nintendo. Secondly, no. you can't get it running on Nintendo properly. They yep. don't have the, the network infrastructure for you to have a multiplayer presence on Nintendo. You're just doing this for this specific reason. 
Third, it's, it's real funny. Do Nintendo want an ultra-violent war game on their platform like that? Like they I don't believe necessarily... it was done before. I forget which one it was. I think a Call of Duty has come to a Nintendo Switch yeah. before, but it was like bad. Heavily, like it ran oh, yeah. badly, and like good luck. So it, it's obviously like a just for show. We'll put it on Nintendo for ten years, but I I think PlayStation was pretty staunch and was just like, you're not you're not gonna do it, like. <laughs> they don't want it. You don't want it. It's not going to be successful. So that sums up that. Maybe we can talk about it more next week when we have a I little I mean, we more inevitably time. will. <laughs> we just inevitably will. <laughs> just one quick little fun one. Uh, Square and Enix joined forces 20 years ago, two days ago. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, it's, it's really hard to understate that because you and I came of age, you know, like I kind of- 20 be- years ago. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, I became aware of, like, Final Fantasy 7 and 8. Like, I think I saw 6, my older brother played it, but, like... 10 was really my introduction. That's it. And so, it's really hard to overstate that once upon a time, there was a company called Square. They're one of the biggest JRPG companies in the world. They had Final Fantasy. Their biggest competitor was a company called Enix. They had a game called Dragon Quest. And they came together (laughs) to become, like, just the ultimate powerhouse it would be like i don't know mercedes and i'm not a car guy <laughs> lexus is that apt bmw coming together <laughs> i guess i would i'd probably i don't even know what i would say like i'd say ferrari and lamborghini because i think lamborghini on. only came to be because ferrari was a cunt and the guy was like i'll just make yeah. my own fucking supercars then but anyway that's doesn't matter but now right we now. think of them as square enix and kind of and it's hard to imagine I think we discovered on the show that they were better separate. <laughs> they made better games. <laughs> More memorable yeah. games, I guess. It's, More influential that's certainly, games. That's certainly an argument to be made, I think. I don't know as but, much about Enix, but yeah, certainly well, for Square. I, I, to be honest, I, I really have only ever known them as Square Enix. And I don't think I've played much of their individuals, but... That is how it goes. Power Wash Simulator provides more details on PS5, PS4 versions early next year. Honestly, this game is pretty tight bunghole. If you like, yeah, like I put adult that. coloring in books. I'm, I put that in for you. It's super satisfying. I appreciate now it. You Thank can, you. Now you can get a platinum. Oh, no, dude. I stopped playing on, on PC yeah. as soon as you told me about this. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a long-term, just chill platinum trophy to pick up yeah, at some yeah. point. For sure. Uh, and this is a funny one because we had something like two days before the Game Awards that said the Game Awards will be, quote, significantly shorter, end quote, this year. Yeah. Uh, and you'll find out shortly that they weren't at all. It was like four hours almost. <laughs> they wanted to be, and then it was essentially hijacked in several different ways. Uh, it seemed longer than ever. I watched the entire thing from start to fucking it. finish. I was working and you and Callum were messaging and you were still talking about stuff. I'm like, it's like 1.30. But is it still going? Like, it's three hours you've been watching this thing for. It's crazy. I settled in on the couch at around 10 a.m. Australian Eastern, uh, talking to the Push Square guys in a Slack channel. I had my just adorable, adorable daughter, angelic even, some might say, just just chilling on my chest. And I settled in. And I was there until 2 p.m. Mm. It was 2 p.m. At- you were there 30 minutes early, to be fair. But yeah, it was like three and a half hours. It's true, it actually. That is true. But it was, it was weird because there, there was some good like little indie stuff in that first half an hour. Like, I think that's where we got the Valiant Hearts 2 trailer. And I was that like, was, what the That fuck? was Valiant Hearts 2, yeah. This deserved prime billing. <laughs> like, what was this doing 
in the shit show. It was Oh no, 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 no. Valiant Hearts was in that was like the first thing shown at the start of the show. Like that was part of the show. Oh, okay, sorry. Maybe I thought that all bled yeah, together. Yeah. Um I uh, think I've had a change of heart. What if we run through the show itself and then we come back around and we'll highlight the trailers that we liked. We'll go through the actual awards and the No, I like shit. I like your way better. I like your okay, way better. Okay. And I'll tell you why, because we have talked for a long time and I'd rather spend time on the trailers that were enjoyable and we can just smash through the winners of okay. the categories um, because of the, some of the trailers were actually sick and surprising and, and kind of cool looking. And yeah, so you I'll, can lead this if you like, because it says Kale's yeah. favorite trailers. Most of them I'll, are mine also. <laughs> I'll kick this off with the caveat that yes, I watched this all in one setting. I'm a little fuzzy on the exact specifics of some trailers, but I did highlight the games I thought were exciting. Uh, and we'll just get into it. So we had Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Got a new trailer. It looks good. We have a grizzled, um, whatever that kid's <sighs> name is. I know him from um, the US. Shameless. Shameless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I actually thought, Aaron thought it was hokey as hell, but he came out with a lightsaber and was like, oh, dude. Gamers shouldn't do he... stuff like this. Well, like, sorry. I, we'll I, get, we'll, we'll get talk get about that. it later. The, the, the Last of Us. TV show cast and the, that was so uncomfortable. Cringe, dude. Yucky. I Yucky. don't know. I just, I just thought he pulled it off, and his little like "May the Force be with you" at the end. I was all right, all right. You got me. So I just, I don't believe anyone who's like, oh, I played it and just believe me, it's the best Star Wars game you've ever played. Like, just believe me. I'm like, no, I'm not going to believe you because I played the first one and I thought it was kind of mid. I think I want to try and revisit it. Just me because too. I thought that too, but I. It's got the PS5 upgrade now. People liked it. I've, I've tried it several times, to be honest, and I just, for whatever reason, I bounce off. But I think I'd like to give it another shot. Yeah, I don't know. I, literally, this, this Game Awards was a lot of me being like, I should finish that and I should do that. I know. Yeah, but look, I I thought the trailer looks good, but I, I just really don't know if I'll be playing it. And uh, it, this might be a one that you'll secretly buy because you have no self-control. I already have it. Okay. Oh, sorry, the second one. The second one. The second one, yeah. Uh, continuing in that trend then, and these are out of order. Um. It's fine. There were so many fucking trailers. It was a whole thing. Uh, we did get the reveal of Death Stranding 2, the official reveal. This looked cool as hell. Again, another game you might want to finish. Oh, like, I can't that's, imagine that's how That's literally lost. what I was talking about. I was like, I saw, I was yeah. Like, yeah, okay, I should finish Death Stranding. Jesus. I can't imagine it how lost you It does look very cool, but it, in, a, in a very Kojima manner, no idea what's going on. There was gigantic, no. like mech tanks and stuff that were popping up it looks i don't know what they're doing with it i don't know how it ended i I have a sneaky suspicion this is kind of spoiling the ending a little bit for me slightly i won't give you away anything but it looks like i mean shocker do you think you beat the bad guy in the first one you think you do he might be back in the second one Hopefully, it's not Troy Baker doing the most one-dimensional villain that's ever existed with very little I'm, motivation at all, but continue. You get a little bit more at the end. I don't know that it sells it, but he <laughs> I think that is him in the trailer that he's back. And the other I assume thing, that's what it's hinting at. The scuttlebutt seems to be that you actually play as fragile. <laughs> yeah, fragile, okay. not fragile. The, the reason I think that that maybe isn't the case, I feel like at the end of the trailer, she told him to get... Like, get, he's got another adventure or some shit to go on, and it sounded like she was telling him to go do something. Sorry, and just before I forget, uh, I think one of the Push Square guys pointed out the Sony influence here, because what's-his-face is fucking old and grizzled, and it looks like we might have a companion along who will tell us how to solve puzzles along the way and follow you into combat I situations. Not. I really it hope looks not. Like I, that's, 
we didn't talk about it, but that is something God of War, and it's it's really flip floppy, but it really bugs me. I'm like, just don't tell me. Like, I, I will figure it out. But I had to walk around here to see something to know to do the thing, and you've already told me how to do it. It drives have, me insane. More often, I have the opposite, where I can't figure out what to do, and they're fucking dead silent. Then, yeah, when I actually they only want seem them. to they only seem to tell you what to do when it's on the story path. Yeah, that's fair. If that's you're fair. side questing and like doing stuff, they don't seem to really tell you much. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, just a little thing. When we're wondering if Troy Baker is going to be back in it, uh, at the very end of it, it says the name of the cast, and Troy Baker is definitely on there. So yeah, it's very I can't imagine. He, he's he is crucial to the story of Death Stranding. Uh, and then I liked the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Uh, kind of looks sick, eh? Yeah, introducing Batman. This was, of course, a uh, tribute to Kevin Conway, who recently passed away. He is Conroy. Sorry, Conroy. Thank you. How disrespectful. Awkward. Jesus. I, and it, you know, it's so funny, too, because I heard the voice. And I was like, that's a weird Batman voice. And they're like, no, that's literally the voice of Batman. That the is real, Batman's voice. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, I believe he was the animated series and yeah, yeah, he was. some games. Was it the Arkham games? Yeah, he was. Yeah, okay. Game. That's why he's returned in this, because this is done by Rocksteady as well. So Cool. Okay. This looked great. Again, like this seems it does. like- It looks really good. Yeah, it's funny that Gotham Knights ended up being a bit of a wet fart because I thought this one initially looked like the worst of the two. Yeah, but it, I don't know. If, if, if the stuff we're seeing is like actually like in-game, it looks so good. And also Batman's in it, so it's interesting immediately to me. Cause I guess Even as a villain. Like, yeah, exactly. A, he, well, he's not a, a villain, but... To a, the villains. It's, it's, yeah, it's a real an antagonist. world there. Yeah, but it, it looks cool. I'd be down to like fight Batman as the Suicide Squad. It's cool times. Uh, uh, yeah, Val- obviously, it's called Kill the Justice League, so probably, I imagine at some point, they're going to show you like Superman and stuff like that. Yeah, well. we've already seen it. Yeah, I think like fighting oh, the I Flash didn't... and... Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. the Flash in the trailer. I just wasn't sure if, we saw, if we'd seen Superman already. Yeah, we spoke about it a little bit. Valiant Hearts. I loved the original Valiant Hearts. That was like one of those weird Ubisoft art games. We got like three, like that and Child of Light, and then they stopped doing it. Even though no, there was another one. Uh, what was the one underwater? I think that was the third one, and it. You're and right. I just didn't play that one. I didn't play that one. But Child of Light but yeah, and then they, Hearts were both cool. They went away for like seven years. I bawled my eyes out in Valiant Hearts. It was a very good World War One game done in a weird style. So I'll be day one on that. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Hades two. This was big for Callum. We were chatting. Uh, Callum, of course, famously platinumed Hades, which is a brutal undertaking. Uh, apparently, this you are playing as, um, I believe it's Zag- Zagreus, the main character's sister. Uh, and it's just, yeah, okay. it's kind of more of the same. I wasn't a huge, a huge Dead Cells, uh, not Dead Cells, uh, I wasn't a huge uh, Hades person. I tried, it just didn't really didn't do it for me i don't know I, it's again it's the it's the roguelike thing where i'm like i'm not yeah i'm not sold by this and i don't want to keep dying keep coming back and stuff but uh, people loved it they do and again i'm i think you're like me i'd prefer these guys why am i blanking on their name but i'd prefer they go back to the more transistor style of narrative game like rather than the roguelike kind yeah. of yeah transistor yeah. was my vibe like same me sort too. of combat That's my style favorite. but just more just Get through the level, you get checkpoints. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's more my vibe. That's it. Uh, then we had Judas. This is, of course, the new game from Ken Levine. Of course, it looked like Bioshock immediately. 
perhaps unsurprisingly, but... Well, they introduced it, looks- it as from the creators of Bioshock. I was making the joke to Aaron that hundreds of people worked on Bioshock and they all split up. So, there were several games tonight that said from the creators of Bioshock because they're everywhere oh, okay. now. I miss that, yeah. <laughs> They've scattered to the winds. <laughs> uh, but this looks good. It, the tone, too early to say, but it didn't seem as dark and I don't know how I feel about that. I want this to be the grimmest shit ever. That's what I loved about Bioshock. Interesting. I I thought I thought it was pretty cool. I was I was pretty into it, and I didn't really. Oh pay yeah. Too much I didn't think the tone was like off or anything. It looks like Bioshock. Like the color scheme is still there. The first thing you see is like you must be in a pod or have a suit on, and it's just like this like gold and orange and blue kind of vibe. And I don't know. I feel like uh, this whole show was a show of like women protagonists. There was a lot of them that were kicking off, and I was like, "This is—it's kind of—it's it's an interesting, interesting it's take." A shift. And I, it's a shift, and I like. There's some cool shit in this trailer. Like she's got like these like implants in her hands, and I assume that's how you get your powers and stuff like that. But heavy yeah. Bioshock vibes, like gun in one hand, power in the other. I was into it. This looks cool. As far as I'm aware, this is Ken Levine's first game since Bioshock Infinite. He wasn't. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He seems like he takes a really long time to do anything. Yeah, that I mean, that's more than a decade right oh, there. Oh, yeah, it's ages. What, PS3 was Bioshock Infinite, right? Yeah. You yeah. Missed, a, missed a whole generation. And then obviously there was the PS4 versions and stuff for that, but still pretty wild. Then we had... This was an interesting one. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, presumably, uh, maybe standalone expansion? No, definitely not. Uh, Burning Shores, just a big <laughs> expansion. <laughs> No, because the Frozen Wilds was was uh, not standalone, so it will be mm. an expansion. I didn't even uh, get that. Yeah. Frozen Wilds, Burning, Burning Shores. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see what they're doing. They have a they have a uh, they have a pattern, you know. They have a yeah. system. So yeah, it, it looks like it takes place in LA because you see the Hollywood sign getting demolished by a yeah. giant, like one of those mech things, and it, it could be interesting. Uh, it's it's crazy, too, because if you listen to the episode when Horizon came out, we loved it. And now I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't, I don't see myself going back right now. Well, this is another one where I'm like, I wait for this and then I go back. Because I think I'm like 70% of the way through that game. Well, I finished it, so I could definitely go back and do it. I just, like, the Platinum feels like not a thing I'll do. You I, know what I mean? I don't know that they won anything at the Game Awards. Like, has anyone been more dunked on by another game in their life? Like, even... This game just stopped existing when Elden Ring came out. Yeah, it really out. did, which is crazy because it like it's, it's a good not game, a bad game, and it looks yeah, it's it, it had to have won best graphics, right? I don't think so. <laughs> That's crazy. Look, not too much more to say because it really is just sort of Aloy flying around on a pterodactyl. But we're getting more, and it it looks cool. Yeah, I assume it's going to be wildfires in LA. Just like real life, pretty you know spot on. Yeah, <laughs> it seems to be pretty spot on there. Uh, then we got Space Marine 2. I am, of course, immediately. My nipples are rock hard once I see the fucking powerful frame of an Adeptus Astartus Space Marine in all their glory, uh, fighting the forces of chaos, crushing green skins between their armoured fists. I actually never played the first Space Marine. I hear it was quite good. I'm definitely into this. Uh, well, definitely I, I, into this. I just feel like other than Total War, Warhammer 3, I just haven't really been into too many Warhammer games. I guess Dark Tide and Vermintide. I was going to say, Dark Tide is a good entrance to that universe because it is in its own way 
Yeah, there's a lot of similarities. You'll you'll pick up on things now too, like the fact that all the chaos gods are still present. Like you still have your Nurgle, you still have, you know, all the rest of it. The orcs are still essentially the same. They're just in space now, and yeah, it's somehow darker. <laughs> Uh, fun fact: This is actually where the term grimdark comes from. From uh, grimdark from Warhammer Forty Thousand. It's now a whole fantasy subgenre. It's a it's a whole thing. Uh, look, that- yeah, yeah, it could be interesting. I'm not I'm not sold on it. I just feel like these games are always like a a seven. You know what I mean? They're always like they're good if you like them. They're not good if you're looking for something crazy. Yeah, like the kind of double A style games. But it could still be fun if it's which is fun. why I'm so excited by Warhammer Three, which I think is a ten, and Dark Tide, which again is like. It's really good, and you, you like you said, you expect a forty thousand game to be kind of mid. You just kind of expect it to be Ooh. a bit low budget and shit. But I think that might be changing. I also suspect at some point Dark Tide will be on PlayStation. I reckon it's a console yeah. exclusive deal they've got going at the moment. I haven't said this out loud to you, but I'm not going to play with you on Game Pass anymore because I love my other character. I'm just going to wait for crossplay to be integrated. I don't want to like burn out playing a character I don't like, so we'll just wait uh, for a little while and then we'll pick it back up once we can... Um, once we can. Uh, it's disappointing. Do I don't want to play it anymore anyway. It's not very good. <laughs> uh, then we had The Lords of the Fallen, which is the sequel to Lord of the Fallen. You see what they did there? Yeah. They put an S on it. It's yeah. really fucking confusing. Give me a was subhead. This the, was this the actual sickest trailer? Was that the one that I'm thinking of? It was one of the better ones. Uh, this is... Oh, I know it derogatorially as sort of like a Souls-like ripoff. The first one... No, this is not the trailer I'm thinking of. I, yeah, not for me. I think I tried to play the first yeah. one and it just didn't, didn't do it for me. I was like just vaguely interested enough in it to... Yeah, I think a sequel could be good. Like, you know, they tighten shit up. It looks bigger and better. That's kind of what I want from it. We'll see. Then we got Final Fantasy 16, and this trailer was what I was ostensibly here for. <laughs> That's what I was looking forward to. I kind of... It just glossed over me. It was just a Final Fantasy trailer of images and things happening. I like the mature tone. There's certainly blood present, as we've discussed before, but I don't really... I can't really remember anything from it, except him summoning, uh- summoning a freak. <laughs> Well, he's becoming Ifrit, I guess. But I-, I thought it was a really good trailer. I feel like they took a bunch of feedback from the first trailer they showed and they got rid of every HUD element. Yeah, like It looked okay. like it was in-game, but they got rid of all the hit markers and all like the numbers popping up when you were getting hit. You didn't have any sort of a HUD, so you could actually just see the combat. And I was like, yeah. oh, when you can actually see it, it looks pretty sick. Like, <laughs> you can yeah. do some cool shit. Uh, but definitely, that. definitely leaning into an action game, not an RPG style sort of thing. Like, it looks like it's going to be full just action like none of this final fantasy 7 remake hybrid sort of stuff mm. uh, but they also like you have a party at least a th- party of three it looks like party of five was a great tv show <laughs> it's fucking uh yeah so it looks like a good trailer i also like that they give you a little bit of a a glimpse into the story a little bit because it looks like you're maybe uh like a king's guardy kind of vibe and then the prince looks like he gets killed and then you go on your rampage. Seems to be the gist of what I got out of that. And Love they that. did call the trailer Revenge. So that makes sense. It's true. Then we got Cyberpunk 2077, a new trailer for Phantom Liberty, the expansion pack starring Idris Elba. Uh, yeah, that was the kind of the surprise there. It looks good. Like this a, is another one where it's like, once this comes out, maybe I give Cyberpunk its due. 
I've kind of I've been saying that for more than a year now. You I'll wait until yeah time. something comes out. Because yeah, that's that's another one. It. I still haven't finished it. That's another one where I was like, okay, I should probably finish this game finally. Like I'm right at the end. Like I'm right at the point of no return. I just didn't do it because I wanted to finish other side quests and stuff. And maybe I'll just go and wrap it up. And then we ended, or at least my list ended, with uh, Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon, which is an awful name. For a game that had an incredible trailer. This is from From Software, of course, Elden Ring, Dark Souls. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, big reveal there on that one. Yeah, they made their bones with Armored Core, which I actually liked. I think I played 2 and 3 on PS2, if I'm recalling that correctly. Possibly PS1. And they were just nerdy enough for me to be into. Like, the combat was fine, but I really liked... Like, you would trick out your mechs. You would have, like, different slots for, like, yeah. missile pods on the back. You could put, like change your legs from like two legs to four legs to like tank tracks to having a jet boost it was cool but it looks like they got that real fucking dirty Elden Ring money now and it's going to be a, a gritty reboot of Armored Core I'm kind of into it I th- I'd be really interested to see what they do with the all the info they've got from from Elden Ring and, and Dark Souls like all the stuff they've learnt from that and to bring it into Armored Core because Armored Core really didn't hit for me what when it was kind yeah. of all that they did. But I think yeah. they've probably learnt a lot now, and I think it, it could be something kind of cool, something different for them, because I guess we've only been getting kind of soulsy games from them for so long. So yeah. it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see them do something different and how they do it. Uh, I'm so, sorry, I'm also slowly just adding games that you completely missed on here, which I don't understand why you missed them, but you did, and so uh, I the didn't, list will continue. I immediately, because some of them aren't, on PlayStation, others I wasn't interested in. Um, I just put in what I thought was worth mentioning. That's fair, that's fair. I think all of the ones that I've put in there are going to be on PlayStation. Yeah, some we don't have confirmation. Specifically, Baldur's Gate. uh, Yeah, I want to talk about it because I thought that'd be right up your alley. So I was actually a little surprised you left it off, but I guess if it's not confirmed to PlayStation, that's that's the reason, I guess. I was raving about it uh, in the Slack channel. Like, that is, I got to preview it. Fuck, that even was two years ago. It's been in early access. It's still not officially out. It's incredible. It's really, really, really good. But it will come to console. You're right. It's just the fact that they haven't actually said so. Yeah. That, that, but I'll let you... You're right. You're, you're, you're right. You're, it's, it's, look, I get and it. The others... I get why you didn't do it, and I'm disappointed, yeah. but I get it, okay? Govinda's now uh, going to go through a list go into... of... Mid-games. Now we're going to do a list of games that I... that Well, I liked all the ones that you had on there, but I think there were some other ones that were kind of worth mentioning at least. Um, I love Dead Cells. Again, it was a roguelike and I wasn't good at it and I didn't finish it, mm. but it actually was like a sick game. And it looks like they're doing like a crossover with Castlevania, where it's Dead Cells right. returns to Castlevania. And that looked kind of interesting and cool. And it's mm. a, it makes sense. Like it's a perfect kind of... It almost is its own Castlevania game. So maybe they'll do it a little less... If they do a Dead Cells that is more Castlevania and less roguelike, I'll be pretty hyped on that. That'd be pretty sick. I didn't play it enough. Honestly, Dead Cells, my only memory is that's the game the IGN dude plagiarized, ripped off from a YouTuber and got caught for. That's all. Whenever I hear Dead Cells, that's what I think of. I, I barely played the game. Oh, so that's the dude who got fired for, for that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Philip Mewson. Mewson. Uh, there's a new Hellboy game coming, which I thought, like, I don't like Hellboy necessarily, but the trailer looks sick and the art style looks really interesting and I was yeah, I was intrigued enough by it. The combat looked pretty cool. Um, so, Jeff, just something to note on that one, but very, like, animated art style, but still 3D 
interesting. Just like, have a look at it. It's definitely an interesting one. Uh, Banishers, I thought, looked fucking lit. I can't remember what that is. Uh, so he's sitting at a table holding the hand with a woman, and then there's another lady in the room talking to him, being like, oh, so you kill ghosts. You, you get rid of them. He's like, well, I banished them. Like I, And so mm. then it cuts to like some gameplay. and he, It's kind of like a Witcher vibe almost, but way darker. And, uh, and then as the trailer progresses, you realize that the lady he's talking to is only talking to him. And like the the woman's hand that he's holding is a ghost, and she like disappears, huh. and so it's a weird like sixth sensey Witcher kind of vibe. But the have I'm, a look at the trailer again. The combat looks fucking cool. I might have just literally missed that. Like stood up during that moment or something. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, have a look at it. Only at the very end do they show you like a little bit of combat, but it looks awesome. Like I I couldn't. He's got like a musket on his back, and okay. yeah, it looks really sick. He yeah. Anyway. Uh, have a look at it. That was one of the. That was probably like the surprise of the show for me, where I saw that and I was like, "Uh, this game looks uh, thank you. lit." Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I also thought, did you did you watch the little Mario Bros. Bros. movie little segment again? This was one where it was like in the background. I just started playing with August. I just couldn't. I'm not uh, going to see dude, this thing. I'm. You really? I thought it was so good. I was a big fan of this. Okay, you should watch I it mean, when you're going to say it looks so good. I kind of want to go back and watch the Sonic movies, but I haven't seen them either. No, nah, this is better because it's one, it's animated and it's not weird, like hybrid CGI and real world stuff. But it like Toad's tr- just trying to get him through the city because I think Luigi must have been taken by Bowser or something. Well, and this he's is- like, Toad, coming through, coming through. And then all of a sudden he's like, we gotta come move out of the way, move out of the way. This guy's brother's gonna die. And he turns back and he's like, We're just trying to make a path. That's not really gonna happen. He's gonna be fine. <laughs> but as they move through the city, like he's going up platforms and he's having to jump over things and like introducing the Mario platforming elements. I was like, It looks really cool. I was I do like enamored. They've said that they've flipped the classic damsel in distress. Like Luigi is the damsel, this game, yeah, this yeah. movie. Yeah. And what and it's played that- by Charlie Day, so I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Who are there's some incredible and what Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong? Someone is Bowser uh, and it's awesome. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who is Bowser. I don't know all of them. I just know Chris Pratt and Charlie Day. Um, Rogen is Donkey Kong. I'm sure of that. And I, I, I'm assuming Jordan Peele is Toad, based on him coming That's on stage right. and talking about that Toad is wearing right. caps and stuff like that. Uh, so look, I think it was just like you get a like one scene of the movie and it looks pretty lit i'm a big fan and chris pratt's voice is really not a turn off for me i'm i'm with everyone who thinks that the actual mario voice for an entire movie would be insufferable yeah yeah Uh, it's just me but i think it would be awful uh did you see transformers reactivate oh sorry wait just a final thing on that i i need to say this i need i need i went and saw that movie the menu do you know about Mm -hmm. this movie Sort of like I know of it. I, I it's like a thriller movie about yeah, someone it's cooking cool. food. It's worth seeing. Um, Anya Taylor Joy, who is Peach in the Mar- the Mario movie, she needs to go away for a little while because she's in everything all the time, and it's too much. She's in the menu. We all saw the Queen's to Gambit. It? Is it because she's a woman? No, it's just that she's in too much too quickly. It's just something I'm noticing. She's in fucking everything right now. And it's oh, too from much. Uh, she's from the Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. I didn't. I didn't know who that was, but yeah. Uh, look, I think you just need to chill. Oh, she was in the Northman too. Actually, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's fine. Like you gotta. This is one of those things I think in Hollywood where you just get like a hit and then you get just yeah heaps she's of opportunities on it. and you just she's you just absolutely. Gotta take them. 
But you got to be the Chalamets of the world and be a little more discerning. Don't just do everything. Do you need to be Peach? Do you? Why, dude, would you tone down being like Mario in a movie? I wouldn't. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'll be that. That's no, like but- the, the sickest role. <laughs> Case in point, she gave one of those insufferable actor actress interviews where she was like, I'm a gamer now. After reading the script for the Mario movie, now I'm a gamer. You're oh, okay. Fuck yeah. it I don't know about it. the context of that, but look, leave her alone, Kale. Let her be successful. You I can't believe you hate women that much. And you have a daughter. I'm just trying too, to so, I'm just trying to gatekeep people set, out. Yeah, I can tell. Uh did you see Transformers Reactivate? Again, no. No, I didn't. Ah, oh, dude. It, so it looks like a first-person Transformers game, and okay. it looks like it's like I don't know. It was giving me like Terminator vibes. Like it looks like it's all like the end times, and they just reactivate you as like their last-ditch effort to survive. Um, and it looks sick. It had like War of the World kind of stuff, but it looks really cool. I they don't show too much gameplay, if any, and it's, I think it's probably all CGI. But first-person Transformers, it's. It's kind of cool. It feels like there's a uh, resurgence of mech games with Armored Core coming back in this yeah, game. Yeah, it's in the uh, air. But hey, look, I've never been a big Transformers game person. They didn't really do it for me. Some people have loved the old ones, like War for Cybertron, I think was one. Yeah, that was one. I don't know if that Wasn't was the good one, but yeah. But I think they're all third person. And so, I don't know, first person perspective might make it a bit more interesting for me. But look, it looks really slick. Again, all CGI though, so who knows? Uh, and then there was Baldur's Gate. I only put it in here because I thought you'd be little jizz pants for it. It was. It, it was a really. It was a really good trailer. Like I've played the first fifteen hours of it. What? Whenever this comes out, it's meant to fully release next year. It will probably be a game of the year contender for me. Wait, how did you play fifteen hours of this game? It's been in early access for two years now on Steam. Ah, uh, okay, okay, fair, uh, fair. Shout out, though, the final scene where there's, like, a mimic chest and there's, like, a man inside it. That is, like, it's not a deep cut, but that's Minsk. He's, like, a famous character from Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, which are some of my favourite games of all time, which is a pretty fucking cool deal that he's going to be <laughs> in this one. I was pretty into that. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, he has that's a, um, the trailer I was looking for. Sorry. I, I, there's one that's not in the list that we have that I didn't understand what was missing. He has what he describes as a miniature giant space hamster that comes around with him. It's a small hamster that he believes is almost an eldritch godlike being, but to everyone else it looks like a hamster. And he takes advice okay. from it. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. And he's like a barbarian berserker. It's, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Um, so, I'm going to quickly add one in before we go to the other two. Uh, did you watch, you saw the Diablo 4 cinematic trailer? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was really That good. is maybe one of the best trailers I've ever seen. And I get it cinematic, mm. but that and is... And the game would not be like that at all. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. But like such a fucking cool trailer. Like when all those dudes yeah. are lining up and they have the like one the long, long spear and they're all pushing it through, like murdering people. That was lit. Good shit. Uh, and then so wildly impractical. The... Well, obviously. Uh, what's the what's the angel called? Ethereal or something? Uh, I think it's um, Azrael. Azrael, yeah. And he just, it just, literally, I was watching this trailer, being like, this is a movie that they should make, and I will watch it. It looks so good. If you remember that original Diablo three trailer, was just as awesome. It was fucking epic. <laughs> it was like when he fell from the sky. Azrael into the yep. into the yeah, yeah right. the abbey or lands, whatever lands into the city loses his memory and stuff. Uh, honestly, mm. I couldn't even deal with it. And then he sees Lilith in the thing, and he just like flies forward. And I was like, oh, this is fucking 
sick. I'm actually all hyped for Diablo 4. It also gave us a release date, I believe, which was the 6th of the 6th, right? Yeah, I don't all have that here. But I... No, 2023. It doesn't say that. I thought it okay, had a release okay. date for it, but it's coming next year sometime. I could have sworn it had a release date. But hey, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. You can find out yourself. Uh, and then there was a game which I have never heard of before. It seems to be a kind of a new one. Crime Boss Rocket City. What was up with the guys <laughs> presenting this? Because that was someone, they in right? It. They're in the game, yeah. Well, but one main... of them is an actor. Like the main dude who couldn't speak and wasn't ready to present what he was presenting. It looks like he was like maybe drunk still. Had the roughest voice of all time. Yeah, he looked he like an 80s the crime boss in the game. Coke King or something from the um, 80s. But they told me he was like, in Motley Crue or something, I'd believe. Oh, I wish. There's heaps of actual actors in here, like Kim Basinger, Basinger, Basinger. I don't know, yeah, the uh, I don't know how to say her name. Danny, Danny Trejo. Danny, Danny Trejo, Trejo, Vanilla Ice, and then the final like reveal is Chuck Norris, and he does a fucking As roundhouse the, kick. It was uh, sick. And so but the, this but game, the game, I don't know if this, looks pretty weak, I thought. They didn't show too much. It was more just, I, I was getting kind of, L, uh, what is it called? What's the LA one where you're like the detective? Oh, LA not, Noir. LA Noir vibes. Yeah. See, I didn't uh, at but all. It also, I got, it's more first person shootery than that, for sure. I got Saints Row and I was like, fuck, well, that came out this year and no one bought it. So good luck to you with this. Oh, no, this is this is like a first person shooter by the looks of it. You're doing heists, but I like the, I love the setting, which is like the, the, Grand Theft Auto Vice City kind of Miami yeah. Vice setting, which I like. My and I'm just more shocked at how much money they'd be spending to get all these actors to get them all. Wild. My thing was the tone, where it sort of seems to be like wacky crime, and I'm yeah. like, I don't think people really want that. I like uh, that we'll Danny see. Glover is Danny Glover is of course like the police chief. Yeah, and they just call him they just call him Gloves. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. man. Honestly, Chuck Norris alone, I was like, I'll play this. Uh, but it is confirmed for PlayStation 5, PC, and Xbox Series XS. So that is definitely one for us. But I, I'm, I'm interested in it. I don't know if I'll get it necessarily, but I'm definitely intrigued by it. Uh, and then finally, Kale, are we playing Destiny again? Because Lightfall looks oh. cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm always interested. I think we just kind of fell off again, as is the way it we works. Always do. I, we always do. Yeah, I convince you to buy an expansion. We play it for like eight hours and then... Just forget Dude, about it. But Lightfall looks sick, though. I was like, what yeah, is I'm, happening here? And I got, I told you on the show, uh, whenever the last, like, mini update happened, I got what I wanted. Like, my class got its rework, the solar yeah, yeah. the solar rework. So, I'm, I'm down, whenever. Yeah, Lightfall looks like this, like, synthwave complete redo, and I am all for it. Like, it looks there so is- sick. There is some discourse. I think there's been a bad couple of updates. It's super grindy right now, and a lot of like hardcore Destiny players are kind of unhappy. But that's not us. So that's and that's also like, I feel like that seems to be a trend after DLC, like big DLCs come out and then yeah. they do updates, and it gr- they're like, well, you need more things to do, so let's just grind it out a little bit, and then they do these big updates where you can kind of get levels up and the level cap goes up and stuff. But it looks really cool. I. Again, we're back in this like Miami Vice kind of synthwavy art style and color scheme, and I'm all here for it. It looks tight. All right, Govinda, let's get into the shit show as it was, as it is, as it appears to be. Uh, in terms of the awards, I've just picked out the ones that I thought were interesting, even and the ones they actually aren't. spent any time on, because there's a lot yeah. of awards where they just had one person going, 
Wait, who was it? Uh, Sydney Goodman, XIGN, like Daily Fixer chick, uh, yeah. was at the start just being like, uh, so here's the category, here's the nominees, the winner's this. Here's the category, here's the nominees. Yeah. She wasn't even mentioning what, who the nominees were. Just read the screen. I get it. You can read the screen. <laughs> and I believe there was a lot of discussion in the uh, Push Square Slack channel about why that was. Uh, the show opened with Al Pacino coming out. He... Very quickly said himself, I know fuck all about video games. My grandkids like them. He, I thought he was joking. He was like, I can't read the teleprompter. He was old as shit. He's there. Oh, it, got, it became very uncomfortable. Uh, he presents the award for best performance, of course. Christopher Judge, Kratos, wins it for God of War Ragnarok. He comes up. He sort of like awkwardly hugs Al Pacino and then Judge proceeds to give an eight-plus-minute acceptance speech, and it was wild. Like, you could, I don't know what was going on. They clearly wanted him off stage. It fucked up the rest of the show to the point where they just started pumping in music behind him as if to hurry him along. And at that point, he still went for another three minutes. Yeah, it's crazy because it wasn't just like a classic, like, okay, I'd like to thank like the the director and like the oh. team that worked behind it and my family. It was like, my mom. So when I was there and I was in the suit and like this was going on, like he's giving us full stories about like yeah. development. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? And then I, I thought about it. I was like, oh, this is the best award you'll ever win. You'll never win like an actual award. So you just lap it up, you know? And it's hard too because this is like who in the, and you could, I could, feel the panic where it's like who in their right fucking mind is gonna hurry kratos off the stage who is gonna do that this is like the biggest va you know winner of the year easily the most like famous mocap actor of the year who's gonna like push him off stage right now and he just went for it and like i was waiting because i noticed he didn't thank atreus the kid that played sunny he did eventually. He did eventually, but he he like thanked everyone else, like sound designers. Like the joke was like he was going through the credits, and well, he was like, literally and he, goes, thanking- he, he also goes through and he's like, "I'd like to thank my sons for being like that's the best role of all, you know, yeah. being your dad." And I was like, "Oh my what god, is happening here! You just it was get off the stage, it, dude." And I like I truly think it was quite disrespectful. Like, he took up so much time that everything else was hurried for the rest of the show. It was like they were trying I don't to think, catch up. I don't, think, I don't think everything was hurried because of that, to be honest. And I, for, to be like, Sidney Goodman's first awards were before this came up. Yeah, I think yeah. that was... Everything felt hurried because they were trying to make it shorter like they promised that they would. Yeah. And I think they and were always designed to be that way. But, like... Because, <laughs> look, to be fair, like, it went for eight minutes for sure, but the show still went for three and a half hours, and I don't think the eight minutes was really going to add that much to it. Really? The difference being, right. what was the next longest speech after that? Because none of them were more than 30 seconds after well, that. Well, because everyone has, like, self-awareness and understands yeah. the etiquette of c- accepting an award. It was wild. Except for that last Truly kid. Crazy. He definitely, he took some time. <laughs> uh, uh, so then we, anyway. again, in no real particular order, uh, we had the best debut indie, Stray One. That's Bullshit. notable. Yeah, f- for reasons we'll, we'll get into later. Best narrative, God of War Ragnarok. That seems well-deserved to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, we're not going to go well, through who everyone else was. We can, we can fight that fight again if you want to, but I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I think... Best lore, best world-building. Yeah. Elden Ring, you know? 
and that which leads us to best art direction. This really was the show of uh, who's going to win Elden Ring or God of War. Yeah. And it really kind of became that. So, best art direction was Elden Ring. Uh, best sim strategy game went to Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, beating out Total War Warhammer 3, which I described as an actual war crime. Something I stand by. Yeah, I do too. That's like That feels like just a Nintendo bump and that PC gaming isn't real. Let me... Let me be clear. Mario plus Rabbids is a joke. It is a simple, I'm sorry, it's like baby's first strategy game. It's fine. There were actual strategy games up for this award. And technically, this is a tactics game. If you want to be really annoying about it, it's not <laughs> yeah, even yeah. a strategy game. It's definitely not a sim game. And it's like, there is definitely not. more about battle tactics rather than strategy. Like, Civ is strategy. Total War is strategy. This is not. This is- uh, it's nothing to do with our PlayStation show, but that was the one that had me out of my seat. And I was like, this is <laughs> daylight fucking robbery right here. This is a... And, Nintendo's and paying fair, someone. To be totally fair, Warhammer 3 was a shit show for three months until Immortal Empires came out. So, it's not but without it was, it precedent. It was still better. It was still better. <laughs> it was still, it was still more deserving than Mario Rabbit. I can't even remember the rest of the ones that were on the list, but I reckon there was probably two other ones that were more deserving I mean, than like, Mario Rabbids. Triangle Strategy is a better strategy game than Mario Rabbids, and that was on Nintendo too. <laughs> because it is a strategy game. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, technically it's a uh, tactics game too. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, most anticipated game, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I don't even know how they judge that, but that seems fair. I guess. That seems fair to me. I, I'm super hyped for that to come out. I know you weren't like as big a Zelda Breath of the Wild fan as I was, but I'm like, that's the only reason I probably still have my Switch, if I'm being brutally yeah. honest, is yeah, I'm just waiting fair. for that to come out. Best action game went to uh, Bayonetta 3. I really thought Ragnarok was going to get this one too, but interestingly... How, how does it not? I don't know. I've never gotten Bayonetta and I'm not a fan. Was Bayonetta so. up for game of the year? Yes, I believe so. I don't think it was. No, no, no. Was it? I don't think it was. God of War, Horizon, Elden Ring, Stray, and I don't think it was Bayonetta. I really don't think it Let's, was. I'll just have a quick look. Pause, pause, pause. No, I got it. I got it right here. Ah, oh, cool. No, it was, wasn't. Xenoblade was. So, A Plague Tale, oh. Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 were the nominees for Game of the Year. God of War and is in and Horizon are in this category and lose to Bayonetta 3, which makes no fucking sense to me. It's one of those things where it's like the people voting on this are critics. Like, that's how the panel is. It's just... And, like, there's a lot of Nintendo fans in games criticism. Well, that's, what, that's what I was thinking. It's is, hard. Is, is Mario Rabbids and Bayonetta 3 winning these categories feels like people being like, we got to give Nintendo something. Yeah, that's right. I really and believe bullshit. that. And it, you can't it happens be best a action lot game and not be game of the year and lose to a game of the year contender. It doesn't make any sense, but continue. Uh, best score on music. This one I really could have gone... Like, I think Elden Ring has oh, yeah. just as much I actually playing. thought Elden Ring was going to win it, to be honest. Yeah, but it did go to God of War Ragnarok. Hard to be too upset about that because it has an incredible score and it music. It does. It does. But Elden Ring How is good was- special too. Uh, and here was another thing, too. So, like, of all these winners, the band and Bear McCreary come out and perform a song from God of War Ragnarok. You're like, well, I'm pretty sure they're going to win Best Music then, aren't they? Because Elden <laughs> Ring didn't get to perform a song. Like, 
That was a weird moment, and we had Bear McCreary rocking out on the fucking xylophone or whatever was going on. I actually, honestly, I skipped all musical performances. I just didn't give a shit. Like, the... I forget who it was, but the Diablo 3 one, I skipped it until the trailer started. I was like, I don't care about this. He did have a good moment. Like, Bear is an outrageous... uh, Yeah, he's an outrageous composer, and he did have a minute where he was like, if you had told me that, like, one of the most powerful pieces I would ever create is basically... Dun, dun, dun. Like three notes, and you're like, oh, that is God of War, and you get I goosebumps. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like the uh, the reasoning too. He's like, Kratos is a man of few words, so I thought a song of few notes would, would be adequate. Yeah. And that's when I came up with dun, 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 and like, yeah. that's all you need. You know what you're good playing shit. at that point, so it is good. Was there a sound design award? Uh, there was later on. I didn't include it. I actually had uh, hoped- uh, It was, it was. I actually was- uh, It went to God of War as well. Um, I wanted that Elder to go Ring to- was in there. I actually thought that was a, um opportunity for Call of Duty. I think Modern Warfare 2 should have gotten that one. For audio design, it's very Incredible good. audio I, design. It's one of those ones where I think God of War is better audio design, and I feel like Elden Ring maybe could have taken best score. Yeah. I'd you know agree. what I mean? So I think the audio design is... It, God of War is very good for like audio cues and stuff like that. Um, but the yeah. score of Elden Ring is so, so, so good. Best role-playing game went to Elden Ring. Well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nothing really else to say there. Uh, best independent game also went to Stray. So Stray also won best debut indie and also best indie. I don't know what the fuck that means, but... I'm pretty sure Stray got best debut indie because I'm assuming debut means the studio hasn't released a game before. Yeah, sure. So I'm assuming Blue 12 hasn't actually released a game before. And so that's why Stray was best debut. And then it was so good. Apparently it was also best indie as well. But here I am thinking Cult of the Lamb was a funner game that I enjoyed. And and Sifu, I think, was kind of just fucked all, all show. Yeah, it's true. I still haven't played it, but I'm interested. It looks cool. People seem to love it too. Uh, although I don't think it should have been in the fighting game category because that's... It. Like, I get that you that fight in the game, but it's not a fighting game. You know what I mean? Yeah. The same way Mario Rabbids isn't technically a strategy game. Sifu's not like a Street Fighter, Tekken, yeah. Mortal Kombat fighting game. Uh, more of a... But ball. I think... I don't know. I, th- look, I enjoyed Stray, and I, I've said it before, but I just don't think that it was better than... Like, I didn't have more fun with Stray than I did with Cult of the Lamb. I immediately forgot about it. Like, immediately. It had its moment. It was big on Twitter. Everyone loves kitties. And then it was gone. Yeah, so, yeah, look, whatever. It is what it is. I, I don't know how they decide this shit, and whoever's voting is obviously just cat people. But I think there were better indies. And for it to win, like, best debut, I'd give it if it was their first indie game, for sure. But yeah. I think best indie could have gone to someone else. Then we moved but then to it's the best. same. Sorry, but really quickly, really quickly. Then again, it's the same thing where it's like, but Stray was up for game of the year, apparently. So it has to be winning this shit. Otherwise, it it's- doesn't make sense. Nothing made sense. Why was that in there? They had to- I still think they've just got quotas. They're like, we have to have one, at least one Indian game of the year. Last year, it was Kenna. Yeah. This year, it was Stray. That's an interesting. We should, yeah, chronicle that for next year. See how that's going. I feel like, yeah, Stray was this year's Kenna where we tried to play and we're like, yeah, it's fair. Maybe I gotta give Ken another go, but I never will. Uh, then we get to the good stuff. Um, best action adventure game. One now by quickly. God of War Ragnarok. Yes, yes, yes. We had we this do have was, to discuss. This was introduced by the the cast of The Last of Us TV show and yep. game. So you have Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson and 
Bella Ramsey and Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal all on stage together. And it is so yucky. They do this weird thing at the start where like they're all Bella, Bella to- and Ashley hug, but then Troy and stuff start like bowing to each other and like praising each other. It's very strange. And they're like, oh, I love you as Joel and Ellie. And they're like, oh, we love you as Joel and Ellie. Can and then I- when they go, to, they go to announce who the award is for and they decide to do this weird synchronous thing where the Joels talk together and the Ellies talk together. Get these people off stages. They shouldn't be allowed to do this anymore. It makes me less excited for the show. I'm going to be honest. I'm like, I can't deal with this. My anecdote for this was we had one of our friends visiting who is just a a normie. Has no idea about video (laughs) games. No gaming, just hella norm. And they were just like, I was like, oh, so this is the cast from the video game. This is the cast from the show they're making of the video game. And she was just like, who who cares? And I was like, you're right. You're right. No one does care. I can't remember what it was. Was it TGS? What was the other event that Troy and stuff were on stage? Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson were on stage for talking about when they were talking about The Last of Us Part 1, the remake. And I was like, get them off stage. This is the worst. Yuck. And it was even worse here. Uh, My favorite part was when Troy and Ashley were like, oh, you guys are so good as Joel and Ellie. Like, we just love watching it. It's just, we've seen the show. It's just so good. And then Pedro Pascal saying the same thing. I'm like, bro. You haven't played the game. You're not a fan of theirs. Yeah, Don't lie about t- it. I say this with all the love in the world, but Troy Baker is kind of the tool that I think my older brother would become if he had like that level of fame and eccentricity. Like he would wear <laughs> a little hat like that on stage. Wearing a hat floor. inside, but the way the way his like little fringe comes down, like, yeah, it's like the almost little- pseudo emo fringe <laughs> on one side. And I was like, I can't with you, Troy Baker. I can't. You should just stay as a voice ac- actor, like a, a voice actor. And I don't need to see you. You're at great at voice acting, but I don't need to see you. Those of our older listeners will recall the fucking suffering where we used to have to watch uh, Troy and his band come out and perform. At Oof. least we don't have to go through that anymore. That's uh, Yes. It's only a matter of time. I swear to God that's going to happen. Yes, best action adventure game went to God of War Ragnarok, which makes sense. If Elden Ring is getting best RPG, you know, it all lines up. I saw some controversy regarding the next one, which was Best Game Direction won by Elden Ring, a game famous for not really directing you to do anything. <laughs> it sort of is a cool open world that did away with all the uh, trappings of... And, I, you think know, you're, I think you're misinterpreting the, the category. I'm not, Govinda. People are. I know the difference. I'm talking about people's reaction to this. Because it was not clear what exactly they were referring to. What do you think best game direction means and why do you think Elden Ring deserved to win it? So, it's best game direction is about who, like, a game director and their direction for a video game and their scope and their, mm. like, what the game's going to be and how it's going to be. It's like all of the pieces coming together yeah. to create the final product is the direction. Yeah. And, like, I, like it's like the vision versus the the vision... Of the game in conception to its final product and like, did they get there and did it happen and all the sum of all parts coming together? I get that. And I think like in a purely gameplay mechanical term, yeah, I get it. But this is one where I actually think God of War Ragnarok 
was probably the better directed game, like in terms of vision and scope, and because it's got all the performances that come together too. For sure, I, I, yeah. I don't get me wrong. I don't think I think God of War kind of got robbed in this one too, because I think as a game yeah. direction, it was done better. I think got Elden Ring probably got it because it was a new direction for the studio. They hadn't done an open world game before, whereas God of War very much stuck in its lane and it had done it before, but it just kind of expanded upon it. So I think that's maybe why Elden Ring got the edge there. Uh, but I think personally, I think, yeah, in, just for the, the fact you're directing actors on a soundstage in mocap, I would have still given it to God of War because I think there's just it's a little more involved, If you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know why. Like, did people actually think game direction meant like, giving you waypoints in a game some people did yeah i definitely saw that online people just need to remember how the the oscars go like it's best director and that's essentially what this is which again just puts me in mind i don't know why but i've been getting a lot of good ricky gervais content on instagram and fucking hell he nailed it a couple of years back when he just got up and was like look guys no one gives a shit about this except for you just fuck off come up here get your thing go yeah and just go sit down like no one cares take your award and leave that's all you're here for like yeah look and and miyazaki's like translator was so bad i literally was like i can't i don't want to watch the talk because your translator and the way you're dealing with this translation is really bad and stilted i was like you've put a kid up there he was saying like ums and ahs and it sounds like he was just kind of ad-libbing what Miyazaki was saying and not quite getting the translation right. I was like, you just found like some kid next to you who was like, do you know how to speak English? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, come up stage, come up yeah, stage or with it's, me. Like, you know, someone from the studio, it's like the producer or something is like, all right, yeah, I can speak a bit of English. This will be fine. And they're like, no, it's not even that good. I was just like, you need to just get a translator if you're going to do this. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, I, it, yeah, anyway, yeah. The moment we've all been waiting for, uh, Yes, Elden Ring wins game of the year. Uh, and then we get something a little bit strange. And this is what everyone is talking about. So the team come up. An extra person tags along with the entourage. A uh, Only extra in hindsight. Like when they yeah. went up there the first time, to me, it was just a part of the team going up there. I, I certainly clocked him because Miyazaki's speaking. The translator's translating. And there's this kid in the background. He looks like he's... 15 or 16, maybe he's a little bit older. We There's a bit of confusion as to who this kid is. He's in the background. Um, and then at the very end, he takes the microphone uh, and he says, quote, I want to nominate this award to my reformed Orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton. <laughs> and there's, there's confusion here because this kid... This is a group of Japanese guys. This kid stands out. He's not Japanese. He's in this strange coat. He has long curly hair. And you can see some nervous looks. Uh, the camera flashes to Jeff Keighley. He looks fucking pissed. Security starts swarming. They take this kid away. It turns out... Well, we don't really know what happens. Um, he seems to be some kind of provocateur. Uh, he has been on Infowars, uh, Alex Jones's Ooh. show. He um, he's done something similar at another game show, something at the at an LA Clippers game. Uh, yeah, he he sort of had like a Hong Kong, you know, like a Hong Kong Unity shirt at an LA Clippers game. He sort of went viral there. He crashed a BlizzCon panel. It's believed his name is Matan Evan, and he is just sort of this troll uh, that crashes. 
awards shows and he fucking got away with it. And security That's didn't the stop him. Best. I think people were a bit hyperbolic. They were like, well, Miyazaki could have died. You know, this could have this was alright this time, but this was really dangerous. You're like, it was certainly humiliating for Jeff Keeley and the game awards, <laughs> but I don't know that we need to I guess it is America and this shit does happen. Maybe I live in a bubble, but yeah, we live know. in Australia where things don't really go too bad too often. Except, I mean, uh, we live in Australia where we had The Chaser, who is a fucking political comedy group, The Chaser's War on Everything. They got through, like, three security checkpoints to see Obama dressed as fucking Osama Bin Laden. They literally dressed up as... <laughs> and that was... No one got in... Like, I think they got arrested, but it was like no one was saying they were going to kill them or something, like... Uh, that's funny. I was going to say, the worst thing that ever happens in Australia in this side of the sense is like some politician talking on the news and a kid smashes an egg into his head. That was <laughs> fucking incredible. Just the best. The best thing that's ever happened. Uh, but that was bizarre. And I think it really kind of overshadowed that Elden Ring did win Game of the Year and <laughs> because that was all anyone's talking about at the end. Well, and there's now it's kind of like we don't really know what happened because afterwards Jeff tweeted that the individual who interrupted our Game of the Year moment... And again, remember, this is Game of the Year. This was the biggest award, the way they closed the show. Uh, he said that he has been arrested. It turns out he wasn't arrested. He was detained by LA police. They held him for a little while and then he's back out and tweeting. So, I don't know what that you get do? arrested. Like, what law did he break? Oh, they say trespassing, um, you know, it's you, not, it's kind of a grey area. I guess, <laughs> I guess like, if he doesn't have a ticket, I guess it's trespassing, but you let him there. Like, how did he get there, you know? I would yeah. love to know the story of, like, the setup of that for him and how he got into the arena and the seats and, like, it's so funny. He's been sitting there for four hours probably waiting just to do that one thing. There is another weird element to this where I think a lot of people, um, because this kid was on InfoWars, people wanted to imagine that what he was saying was sort of a racist dog whistle. Uh, the reformed rabbi is apparently some kind of allusion to Jewish Illuminati, <laughs> you know, that kind of uh, yeah, yeah, conspiracy like the US, theory. Yeah. Uh... Israel relationship. Yeah. According to Kotaku, who's just put up an article about it, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier has interviewed him. Uh, and Schreier said that Evan appeared to understand e uh, Hebrew and that Jason Schreier described him as almost certainly a Jewish prankster. So perhaps this kid, like you said, might be Israeli. Um, I guess it doesn't really matter, but it seems like he isn't some kind of right-wing psycho. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. He had, a, he had a pretty thought. thick accent, too. Like, it was, yeah, I had yeah. to listen a few times to hear what he said. I thought but he anyway. was French. Um, what, a, anyway. what, a fun, what a fun way to end the show, really. Actually, wait. Sorry. And one final shout-out, because, of course, last year or... Was it? Yeah, it was last year. Joseph Farris was, like, wasted drunk and said, fuck the Oscars. And that was, like, the big moment. Uh, Joseph Farris this year, super clean cut, super professional. Obviously, someone like got him into a fucking room and knocked some skulls because he was just like, haha, yeah, won't be as crazy as last time, guys. It was super well behaved. Even Jeff so. Keighley made a little comment being like, yeah. and, and, like announcing the game of the year award is Jason, Jason Farrer. Like, hopefully, it's a bit shorter this time with like some <laughs> yeah. little jab at him. 
Uh, I feel like there's always something at the Game Awards, and I'm kind of here for it. There's always some weird thing that happens. But yeah, 10 years next year is pretty wild. I didn't realize I'd done it for 10 years either myself. So. I think it started as MTV's The Game Awards, and then it kind of went independent. It's a whole thing. It's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole thing that we don't have time to talk about because we've already spoken for way too long, and I need to go. So that's The Game Awards. Um, it was a and thing. that's episode seventy five of the this the PlayStation podcast that we do called Long Live Play, which I momentarily forgotten that I remembered at the end there. So here we are. Uh, sorry, it's late, but I think it was worth it. And you'll hear again from us in less time now. It'll be like ten days instead of fourteen days for you. So take that, you dickheads. Yeah, and I think we're going to do our own game of the year next time. Is that right, Kavinda? This will be a pre-Christmas show. You, I don't know, dude. You you do the show. I you do the show notes. I don't know what you're talking about. Are we? <laughs> let's let's see what happens. Watch this space. Spoiler alert: My game of the year, Callisto Protocol. I let's go, it. baby. I've been me. Kale's been a dad. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.